0: next film is a movie that you can watch right now on hbo max yeah i think this is will our first christmas movie that we're talking about on the show is that the case this year
1: that can't be true this year probably but for 2021 I can't yeah,
0: yeah we talked about no no no. sorry <laughs> i i spoke ahead uh but no for this holiday season have we talked about a, a christmas film yet
1: uh so. not that i can recall but have we gotten any christmas movies this year
0: yet Well, maybe not an overt, we've, we've, we watched like green Knight. That's a Christmas movie in its own way. Sure. But I mean like overtly, you know, like straight Mm. up, like this is marketed. This is supposed to be like watching with your family during Christmas. Yeah.
1: Right. It has Christmas in the title even.
0: Yeah. That too. Uh, Christmas. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: We haven't, I haven't watched a lot of Christmas movies yet this year so far. That's going to change soon. Uh, going to be seeing a boy called Christmas probably at some point. Christmas again. The, uh, the Disney Channel, whatever.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. You were... Uh, <laughs> should we talk about that? Um, nah, it would
0: take too long to explain the joke behind Sure. It.
1: <laughs> but no, right, fair um, enough.
0: This is on HBO Max. It's called 8-Bit Christmas. And th- this is a movie where we begin the film with Neil Patrick Harris. And he's with his daughter, who is played by uh, Sophia Reed Ganser. And she's like, I, I, I just I want a phone for Christmas. And he's like, you don't understand what adults. Well, we went through in the 80s. And she's like, oh, geez, this is going to be like a Stranger Things sort of thing. Are we going to have like an 80s nostalgia trip? And he's like, you bet. Uh, this movie suddenly sort of uh, nosedives into being kind of a semi-modern take on a Christmas story. Where Christmas Story was a film that came out in the, well, that was an 80s film, right? Early 80s. Am I right about that?
1: Uh, I believe so. I'll double check.
0: I'm pretty sure Christmas Story is a a 1980s film. The fact that I don't know that for sure is kind of embarrassing, I guess. But uh, (laughs) I want to say it.
1: Uh, 83, yeah.
0: 83. Okay. Early 80s. I was there. I was there. Um, I wouldn't have been too surprised if it was like 79, 78. But anyway, so Christmas Story, like the plot of that film is like you have Ralphie, of course, who's like he wants to get the, you know, he's it's an eighties film, but he's like thinking back on when he was a kid in the 1950s and when he wanted a BB gun more than anything. And, you know, he has this Christmas adventure, right? That that's Mm -hmm. the, the magic of a Christmas story.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's like the, the fact that he wants a BB gun is, you know, the plot, but it's not the core of the movie. It's more about like having this kind of like bittersweet, nostalgic look at his childhood but also recognizing that like things were kind of messed up at that time <laughs> in, yeah, yeah. in american history but it's also kind of glorified at the same time and uh you know and, and there's a lot of stuff going on with the parents i think is very amusing in that film uh it's been a lot of stuff seen it but i felt like that's a richer film than eight bit christmas it so, is yeah, it, it yeah. is
0: i mean eight bit christmas is trying you know, it's kind of splitting the difference between a Christmas story and another holiday film that a lot of people love to revisit called jingle all the way. The Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where the driving force of that film is like we, he Arnold Schwarzenegger is a dad and he feels like his marriage it's, it's in danger. <laughs> like, let's be honest. And his kid, all, all his kid wants is turbo man. And he lies to his kid. He, or he lies to his wife. is like, I got turbo man for the, for our son. Don't you worry about it? Because he thinks it's going to be easy to get turbo man. And so the right. whole plot of jingle all the way is that like, he can't seem to find like, he travels all over the state basically to get this toy. It's, it's actually yeah. kind of hilarious. Uh, I I like that movie, Will Ashton. It's, it's a very
1: good. quotable film.
0: It's a Negroni favorite. Uh, oh, we watched it quite a bit growing up. So,
1: yeah. Mm. Your wife's cookies are so delicious. <laughs> Who told you could eat my cookies? I always quote that. Well,
0: <laughs> I I appreciate the, the film. The film has a good, like, that is a film with a good third act. And Kanto could learn something from Jingle. I'm just kidding. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I mean, I certainly remember Jingle all the way has a higher body count than um, than 8-Bit Christmas. People don't make it out
0: of that movie alive. I'll tell you that much. No, 8-Bit Christmas, though, it's the same kind of idea, but Neil Patrick Harris is in the modern day. He's actually kind of doing the How I Met Your Mother thing that he was, you know, but he's not Ted Mosby, but he's kind of reflecting back on when he was a kid. And he's talking to his daughter about how when Hmm. he was a kid in the 1980s, all he really wanted was a Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm-hmm. Right. That's pretty, that's pretty like hip with the kids, right? Well,
1: <laughs> video games, um, Nintendo's sure. Nintendo's though. You were, uh, saying that it seems rather implausible that there would only be one, uh, Nintendo in this yeah. fairly suburban tri-state area.
0: That, that is the, the driving force of this movie is that there's only one Nintendo in Chicago. And I think that they're playing it up. I think, I think they are sort of playing it as like, okay, like, We know there's not one, but to him, it felt that way, right? Like the stakes were raised and it does kind of like remind of Christmas story, how like it was over dramatized, like every little thing, uh, there is an unreliable narrator element to this story, but the basic idea is that Winslow Fegley, who we saw in the movie, Timmy failure mistakes were made, a bulash favorite, um, he plays the younger version of Neil Patrick Harris's character and he and his group of friends, yep. they just want a Nintendo and they go through all of these hijinks, trying to get it. His dad is played by Steve Zahn, who, you know, is more of a handyman. He's like, you can't get a Nintendo video games. Like you need to, you need to play outside. You don't need video games. And he has a little sister played by Bella Luna Fresnick. And she's just sort of, you know, the worst. And then his mother is played by June Diane Raphael. And who I, I think we've seen her in more TV stuff. I don't know if I've seen her in any film things. I know she's been in films, but I don't know if I ever saw a film.
1: Sure. With her in uh, it. One of the co hosts of <laughs> How Did This Get Made, the podcast. Um, yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, yeah, the yeah.
0: podcast with J- Jason Manzoukas. Uh And mm-hmm. uh, she's others. married to Paul Shear, uh, if I'm yes. correct about that, yes, uh, the who also does of Unschooled. The... But uh, I think mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a movie she's been in. I think the only movie I'm thinking of is Year One, but. Man, that was so um
1: long ago. well she starred and co-wrote oh. that sundance movie ass backwards i remember that
0: yeah that that was like year that was like 2013 uh she was sure. in uh the yes day and the high notes. she's been uh, in yeah, a bunch of movies, stuff I mean,
1: it's coming back to me two movies that i have totally forgotten
0: about. <laughs> <laughs> your two favorite films of the no, no anyway uh a bit chris a christmas um It's kind of a simple movie, but what did you think? David Cross also shows up in this movie, Relation, and it's a movie about, you know, sometimes you don't get what you want for Christmas, but that's okay. What do you think?
1: Uh, Yeah, actually, David Cross was pretty good in this. I was surprised. Um, Yeah. He gave a pretty solid performance. Uh, As for the movie itself, it's, like, it's fine. Um, I think it's kind of odd to try to, I think on paper it makes sense to combine A Christmas Story and Jingle All The Way in terms of uh, story. I think in tone, it ends up a little bit weird just because, like you said, like Christmas Story, while it is fairly heightened, it is ultimately more than not a fairly sweet kind of uh, uh, idiosyncratic type of film, whereas Jingle All the Way is so absurdly ballooned in tone and its comedic sensibilities that, uh, you know, like this movie kind of goes from like having kind of softer more tender character beats to having, you know, like these fairly wowed, outlandish, even sometimes fairly dark comedic bits that I don't think come together in a fairly cohesive way. But I don't think it it uh, results in a completely uneven film at the same time. For me, though, I just found it to be a bit by numbers to a fault. Like I think you can pretty much expect what's going to happen from a film like this, and I think some folks will find that fairly comforting, and uh, I I don't want to take that away from them, but for me, I thought it was just kind of, you know, a bit ho-hum. It's, you know, it's fine for what it is. Kind of garish in terms of how it's trying to shield the Nintendo brand and all these other uh, (laughs) nostalgic properties. product
0: placement, I was like, I'm surprised that this wasn't by like Nintendo streaming service or something.
1: Yeah, it's based on a book. I think it's a semi-autobiographical one, maybe even uh, an autobiographical one I forget. Um, but, um, by Kevin
0: yeah. Jacobowski. It's called the Christmas. Yeah.
1: Yeah, who also wrote the screenplay here. Um, yeah, I it's yeah, I mean, I think the performances are what I find myself most endeared to. I, I can never remember the kid's name, but Timmy Failure, I think, is actually quite a talented young kid actor. And I think
0: he, he he is yeah, yeah.
1: I think he's really talented and I'm really excited to see him get more lead roles like this. I think he he really carries the film uh, throughout its kind of uh, shambling tone. But, uh, you know, I also think Steve Zahn, who, you know, I, I know he's in um, White Lotus, but I haven't caught up on that. But I think he, people kind of take him for granted in terms of, like, how how well he's able to balance comedy and drama. And a movie like this, I think, showcases that pretty well. Um, and, you know, you get to see some nice uh, supporting terms from, you know, people like, you said, like David Cross and, like, Catherine Greenwood, who I haven't seen uh, in anything in a long, long time uh yeah it's yeah it's it's okay that's i guess where i land on it ultimately <laughs> but yeah where do you yeah, land on it
0: it's very nice yeah yeah, yeah. uh I'm, I'm a fan of winslow fegley he's he's the younger brother of oaks fegley who we saw in pete's dragon and wonderstruck mm. and uh, i think he was another stuff that i don't think i ever actually watched but <laughs> sure. he, he was in other films for sure um that said though I think that he, he he does sort of bring it together. It's it's just, I don't know. It's kind of a wishy-washy little movie. It's, it's very low stakes, but this is one of those movies where I think the ending is actually like way better than anything else in the movie. Like when it ended, I was like, wait, did I just watch a good movie? And right. I was like, oh. Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, like you said, it feels a little bit unearned, but at the same time, I feel like the ending is way more impactful than right. the rest of it. So it's kind of like, oh, well, I mean, This is ending stronger than I anticipated, About the same time, is this the movie that warrants such an ending? I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's hard to say, especially on a first viewing. But it's one of those movies, it's easy to like this movie, like it's likable, right? Even if you can kind of look at it and say, like, all right, I, I, I can poke holes in it all day. There are entire stretches of this where I was totally checked out, where I was like, I'd rather celebrate Hanukkah, honestly. But, you know, it's fine. Because every once in a while, the movie sort of transitions into a set piece that is generally kind of fun. Uh, I think that there's like a whole thing where they go to the mall and like he gets like, you know, he kind of hypes himself up on playing Nintendo in public. That's such a fun sequence. You know, like, OK, you yeah. didn't like
1: that? No, I I, I thought you were going to be talking about the retainer scene. Like there's like a chase scene. where he's No, that's what I'm talking about. That, like that
0: whole thing. Right. Like when he like okay, the you're, instigation you're talking the of thing. that and how
1: yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I thought that was fun.
0: I think that uh, when the movie kind of like introduces us to his little sister, I know you will. We're probably a little troubled because I was uh, like, she sucks. She's the worst. I can't stand her. Yeah, but you even were she gets a bit of a turn in the film, right?
1: A little. I don't know. I wasn't quite as uh, harsh on her, I guess, as you were. You were like, you know, wishing <laughs> ill exactly. upon her. And I thought I was like, <laughs> calm down. She's not even in double digits yet. <laughs>
0: i'm just saying they write hers so anyway uh, th- th- i think this movie is interesting though because like i don't know about you will because like i we didn't grow up in the 80s so like we we grew up in the 90s and the 2000s mm-hmm. but i we did have those christmases where we wanted to play video games i think that is a more modern thing compared to the christmas story tradition where it's like kids sure. of those era they played BB guns and stuff. Whereas we sort of like we had GameCube, like for me, Nintendo 64 Mm -hmm. was like the big thing. PlayStation one, like I had super Nintendo, but I was still young. Like I remember the first system, like gaming system. I I could, like, I, I just thought about it all the time. I wanted it. So, badly was like the GameCube, you know or the xbox or something like that the ps2 and like that i think translates to this movie where it feels like your whole world it feels like if you don't get this like you and your friends are doomed uh that stuff Mm -hmm. i thought was faithfully reimagined here in an interesting way even if it wasn't like a an interesting movie overall
1: sure i guess for me though it's like similar to the process of writing, playing a video game is not an inherently cinematic thing to showcase. So I think the movie kind of has the challenge of presenting that in a cinematic fashion. And sometimes I think it does all right. And other times it, it didn't really do it for me, but at the same time, I'm no video game fanatic. So take that with a grain of salt, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think I think if you go into this movie and you're like, all right, I'm going to enjoy a Christmas movie, lower your expectations, understand that you're going to watch something that's borrowing a lot. A lot of the best stuff it's getting are from better films, and it knows that and it's not afraid to lean into that and. I think that the reason that it probably will work for some people more than others is because if you do stick around and you actually watch the ending, the ending is surprisingly, surprisingly heartfelt. And it does have like a, a sort of turn that I think is a good message for anybody, even if you, didn't yeah, grow up in it's, the
1: 80's. it's a very basic predictable message, but it seems to be fairly personal, especially given the yeah. screenwriter slash authors uh, connection to the text. So Um, yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, it's, it's the type of ending that I feel like feels abrupt, given the rest of the tone of the film, but (laughs) it's not an insincere ending, I think.
0: All of a sudden the movie is like, but what if we were a holiday classic? Would you be, would you like us then? And we're like, whoa, whoa, hold on. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah.
1: It's just like, like you're getting ready to get up and like the movie just like starts crying in front of you. It's like, whoa, calm down. Like, wait, I thought <laughs> yeah, you were that, like, what is, right.
0: What's wrong? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And I mean, it, it definitely traffics in a lot of, I think unearned nostalgia, but also some, you know, like I like, I appreciate that the movie, it is eighties, but it's not aggressively eighties. Like it's not trying too hard. Uh, Do you disagree?
1: I think- I'm probably going to disagree on that I'm half one. i half. Gets, I
0: think that some of it is, some of it isn't.
1: Uh, I mean, a lot of, especially in the first half, it's a lot of like, remember the glove thing? Remember this that, thing?
0: I, that stuff, I think, did work because they serviced it to the story. I think where it was a little bit more fun with that sort of thing was in the, like, oh, it's the 80s, a dog can die. You know, <laughs> like, there, there was a little bit more of, like, yeah, like, it was tough back then. Like, I don't know. It, it wasn't as, like, you know, Napoleon Dynamite. As some other films tend to be.
1: Uh, well, if it was Napoleon Dynamite, it would be a better film. But um, uh, that's that's not really what I'm referring to. I guess. Fair but,
0: enough. We've never talked uh, about Napoleon Dynamite, you and me, Will.
1: Oh, uh, good movie, good movie. Yeah, um, I enjoy it.
0: But you know, it, it yeah. did sort of set a, a certain kind of trend that I don't appreciate. But that's a different discussion for another day. Eh,
1: I mean, it's that's not the movie's fault. Um, but. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> when we're talking about 8-bit Christmas. but <laughs> yeah, um, It is weird
0: how we went from that to that. Uh,
1: but, yeah, I guess, uh, what were we even talking about with 8-bit Christmas? I lost my train of thought. I was so, th- I was so caught up thinking about Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> um, uh, just
0: the 80s of it all, I guess. But it, oh, the it, 80s it sounds it, yeah. like, you know, we're just sort of in the same zone. But we're, yeah. trying to, we're pricking at each other, trying to find differences. I mean...
1: I thought some of that humor was cute, but also kind of felt like they're trying to cover their basis for being like, this isn't really the 80s, but it's like kind of meant to be sugarcoated because it's from, you know, Neil Patrick Harris talking to a kid, but at the same time, it's kind of trying to have some of that prickliness of the time period. So it felt totally a little weird in that respect. But yeah, you know, it's also a kid movie. It's on HBO Max, so I'm not expecting a hard, uh, deep uh, cultural commentary on the 80s from this film.
0: Nor would I want there to be. That's not really what I want from a movie like this. Right? Like, I just want a comfort food movie. If you're going to call your movie 8-Bit Christmas, I want to be able to curl up by the fire and watch a movie called 8-Bit Christmas. And the movie delivers on that. So I think that I end up coming away from it being like, it's harmless. It's an easy film to recommend to a certain type of person who watches a certain type of movie during the holidays. There you go. I, I really have nothing else to add beyond that. That's that's very nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm like slightly more negative, but not by a lot. Just like, yeah, it's okay, Better than I anticipate. I don't think it's anything I would recommend to a wide group of people. But I think certain people I know would really appreciate it. And I hope uh, they get something out of it. So, sure, yeah, it's an okay film.
0: 16 critics have rated it on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Not a lot. 16 yeah they have a lot of sway what do you what do you think the tomato meter where do you think it's at for critics right now
1: uh this one i did see a few days back
0: okay let's see if it was different okay
1: because i saw well i was gonna watch bruised the Halle berry film and then i was hearing on letterboxd like oh it's not that good don't watch it and i looked and i saw Rotten Tomatoes was also pretty negative on it, so I was like, I'll skip that one. What else can I watch instead? And I saw, I was just kind of scanning what movies got tomatoes, and I saw 8-Bit Christmas You're like, how can I shoot on the next
0: episode of Cinemaholics in tanto, mm. Oh, well, 92%. Ooh.
1: But I think last I saw, it was like in the 80-something percent. I don't think it was quite 90, but it was higher than I anticipated. I'm going to guess now it's probably about like 78%. 75
0: so you're right okay. that it went down. It went down even further than you expected. So it's at 75%. I was actually surprised. That's a lot higher than I was expecting. I thought this would be in the 60s, but no. Mm. They, a decent amount of critics are liking it. I mean, uh, look, if you look at the actual yeah. ratings, they're not over the moon. Lots of 3.5 right. out of 5, 3 out of 4, that kind of thing.
1: I think for a movie like this, the people who are going to seek it out and review it or folks that are going to give it the benefit of the doubt. Like, I don't Likely. think it's going to be... Yeah. If it had gotten a theatrical release, maybe it would have gotten a wider uh, series of reviews and probably a lot of them would have been more critical or negative or scathing or whatever. But uh, yeah, for a film like this, I think, you know, the people who want to see are going to seek it out. And that makes sense to me.
0: What about audience score? Only 100 plus ratings. We don't have verified ratings. It's kind of hard. This
1: is a tough one. to predict. Uh, My gut says 90 percent. 73 percent. Miles both movies of this one.
0: week were like neck and neck between critics and yeah. audiences audiences and critics are having a fun week together
1: get a yeah, room. they're just toweling around and having a good time <laughs>
0: yeah i love it um yeah, yeah. that is eight bit christmas like we mentioned it is now streaming on hbmx It is just 97 minutes long very short film Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.